Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the debut episode of the Everyman Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Daryl Campbell, former NFL player turned producer extraordinaire. How you doing today, my brother? Man, I'm doing good, brother Jay. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm just excited to get going. I'm excited to to unleash this into the world. We got a great interview today with Mr. John Petrucci, guitar legend of Dream Theater fame. Um, they've got a new record coming out today on Inside Out Music. It's called Distance Over Time. And uh, we had a great conversation. We talked about everything from the process of recording this new album to life on the road to historic records that they've put together. Um, and also we share uh, a sponsor with uh, Ernie Ball Music, man, um, who proudly sponsors this podcast. I'll have you know, Mr. Campbell. Hey, I like it. I like it. One episode in and we already got a sponsor. How about that? That's how you do it. Right. Every man. Every man. So what are we going to be doing here on the Everyman Podcast, Mr. Daryl? You know what we're going to be doing? We're going to be talking about different topics, different things, whatever it is that's out there going on in the public that the Everyman would talk about. Everyman would talk about. Uh, that's what we're going to uh, debut on this podcast. Uh, you know, Let's get this thing started. Let's do it. Let's see what Mr. Petrucci has to say. Today we are here with the living legend and certified guitar god, John Petrucci of Dream Theater. Over his 30-year career, John has cemented his place as one of the greatest guitarists of all time and has been featured on the cover of nearly every guitar magazine that has ever been published from every corner of the world. Known for lightning-fast shredding and soaring leads, John has become one of the most influential guitarists in the game, all while inspiring a new generation of musicians to push the limits of what's possible with a guitar. Joining us live on Skype, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Petrucci. John, how you doing, my friend? What's up, Justin? I I, I don't know. I'm all like blushing from that intro. That was awesome. <laughs> well, hey, man, you're uh, you, you're the king. So you know, well, we'll find out. So uh, so we're here today to talk about a number of things. Obviously, distance over time is out February 22nd uh, on Inside Out Music, and it's going to be available anywhere that you can get your music: Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, all that. So obviously, new Dream Theater record is always, uh, it's like getting, like counting down to Christmas for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and it's been a bit since we've, since we've had some new stuff out. So the, the singles that I've heard so far, I, you know, I love them. Um, and I, I've expressed yeah. that. Um, and, I, and from what I see online, uh, people are, are pretty happy about it as well. So, so what are you most excited about to get the new album out in front of people? Well, you know, first of all, we, we always have so much fun when we make new music, you know, it, it's like an opportunity. You know, you said it's like Christmas for you. It's like Christmas for us getting together, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. especially the way that we did this one, we kind of decided to do like a guy's retreat. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. So, you, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so you're up in, uh, up in New York. I saw you were doing some uh, serious grilling up there. That's right. What, um, uh, what made you feel like that was the right time to, to kind of go and go on location? Well, you know, a, a couple of things, you know, um, the the after we did the astonishing and the the way that we did that, you know, where Jordan and I wrote the record based off of um, a story that I wrote, it was it was something that was um, very different for us, you know, because normally we do things in a very collective way. So it was kind of like, you know, next record, um, let's do something where we're all sort of together immersed um, in in almost like an, an opposite of that environment, you know, where it's more of just like a live uh, rehearsal kind of thing. 
um, which is the way that we wrote um, Train of Thought, the way that we wrote Awake and records like that. And right. I was talking to my wife, Raina, and she's like, well, you guys should go away, you know, just like instead of just going to a, uh, you know, a studio. She's like, go go to some cool place. You know, our wives always have the greatest ideas, right? They do, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, that sounds like a great idea. So we we found literally the perfect place to do it in, which was uh, upstate in New York, in this renovated barn that was gorgeous, no distractions, um, other than the grill. Other than the grill, and every every time we wanted to eat, we were distracted. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, other than the grill and, and wildlife coming up to the, the barn, we were good. Yeah, I heard there was quite a few bear sightings up there. Well, you know, I, I it's like now it's turning into a tall tale because there was like one bear sighting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, John Petrucci yeah. wrestles a 14-foot right. you know, black bear. Well, yeah. I, always said, I always said it was funny that um, the, the barn was originally owned by um and built by the uh by Ryuchi Sakamoto who who scored the revenant you know really you got that famous bear scene yeah <laughs> that's all you're thinking about yeah that's wow. all I'm thinking about we don't want to like recreate you know yeah oh man I, I certainly wouldn't want that either um so do I did a lot of research uh into seeing what you know people were talking about you know and and what what the fans are thinking and I think Obviously, you got a lot of these questions before, so I'm not going to go over all of it. But yeah, the to me, the sound of the new record is uh, a much bigger, and the the drum sound as a drummer, I love it. And oh, good. I, I don't know what I'd love to know what you guys did differently this time because there's sure. clearly there's definitely uh, something different going on there. Sure. Well, um, part of it is um where uh. We we recorded. Sorry if you're hearing noises. Oh, nope, no problem. Um, so the 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 barn that I'm talking about um j- just had this amazing main room that had you know really really high ceilings. Um, it was all wood. All the the original barn wood was re sort of finished and used to decorate the the inside. So the you know the room itself sounded amazing. So yeah. we knew, you know, originally we weren't going to record there. We were just writing the record there. But after being there for about a month, we're like, let's just stay here. You know, bring in some microphones. Like, yeah, because it, it was kind of like an emptied out studio. Picture a studio that was built, but then the guy sold it and took everything out. So like, all right, let's bring in a desk, bring in speakers, bring in, you know, mics and pre's and record here. So part of that drum sound is the beautiful room. Um, wow. The other thing is is sort of the the approach um, as far as the way that it was engineered and, and you know the way I wanted to produce it was to make this sort of more organic sounding record you know right. um, I've said this a couple of times but it's kind of like you know what does Dream Theater sound like when we're all playing together full tilt mm-hmm. you know just to put some mics up what does the band sound like I want this record to sound the most like that so part of the set drum sound is is that approach is being conscious of keeping everything really natural and organic. And then the third part is our amazing um, mixing engineer, Ben Gross, and how he treated the drums um, to, to make sure he sort of like retained that organic quality, but also, you know, made the record kind of really powerful and driving. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a combination of all those, great professionals that just know what they're doing 
and the idea of, of um, you know, as a producer, kind of letting people know the type of record, you know, I want to do, the type of sound that we're going for. Right. In other words, if we went for, a, yeah, we want this to sound like completely uh, retro 70s, you know, it would have went into a whole direction. If I said, we want this to sound super hyped, modern, you know, all samples, it would have went in another, another direction. But the idea of doing this more kind of primal, organic, natural, capture the sound of the room sounding record, that got everybody on the same page. So I think that's what you're hearing. Yeah, and I, and I understand you used a room mic too, that which is not something you normally do, right? Well, on the guitar, yes. I, I'm very kind of anti-room mic. You know, I like a very closed mic. I want people, I want it to, to sound like, you know, you. I stuck your head inside of my guitar cabinet. <laughs> well, you know, I actually did that once. I don't you know if you did that know. once. So just, okay. so I got a, a funny story on that. So yeah. the first time I met you uh, yeah. at the show at the Merriam Theater, yeah. on the side of the stage, yeah. um, I... We, I saw your cabs, your your yeah. ISO cabs. So I literally went over to it and put my ear up to it, and uh, I got to hear the full wrath of the the John Petrucci live rig and uh, in in full in full person. So it's it's powerful, and I know um I know you talked about uh wanting to, you know, like bringing all your live rig in there and wanting to have right. that feel. Right. You know? So like. I, I, I picked it up, you know, so that's it's really exciting. And one well, of the things that I wanted to touch on there is um, my partner, uh, Daryl Campbell, uh, yeah. former NFL player, he couldn't be here today, unfortunately, for this interview. But one of the yeah. things we um, talk about a lot is, you know, that it takes a team and, and having great engineers and, yes. you know, it's great gear, great equipment, great guitars. Um, all that comes together uh, to, to put this all into into one one great package. Um, so. <clears throat> we're coming up on uh it's the 20th anniversary of scenes from memory that's right uh, let me just say before you get into that i'm glad you survived after putting your head <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it was yeah, I that, mean, that could have been loud. bad <laughs> i've got a yeah I, i'm it's i mean i figured you know especially at the time i was like why not i mean i might not get this opportunity again so let's just see how that's it's so happened. funny that's yeah. awesome it was but, wrong. And you're 100 right about the team you know that there's no way um that we could have done this record if not for the hard work of Maddie and Jimmy T and uh, our mix engineer and everybody involved in doing this, it, it is. And, you know, it's like, it's an amazing thing to be uh, a part of, of something that's where everybody has a, a real passion for what they do and an invested interest in, in uh, the band and the music that we, we all want to create. So it's great. It really is like nothing else. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can attest to, to getting to spend some time, uh, around your, your, your team. Yeah. And, and you guys, you guys have a great crew and everybody is, is passionate and believes. Yeah, in absolutely. Doing. So that makes it all, it, it shows through in the music. And I think, I think, um, being a student of dream theater, like I am, uh, looking, you know, kind of a, of a, a 40,000 foot view of, of how the band has progressed, um, in the last 10 years or so. I feel like you guys are you're getting into a new, like it's a it's like you've, this is like the new dream theater in a sense. Right. I feel like was was, it was coming out in some sure. pieces in the last couple albums, but what I've heard so far, uh, it that's you know that's just my take on that. Sure. So I wanted to talk about uh, scenes from a memory. Sure. So now historically the 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 legend uh, about this record you know has grown over the years. Um, so. The story that's kind of out there is that when you guys went into the studio to make scenes from a memory, 
you guys were following up an album that at the time was not considered, you know, wasn't really a fan favorite at the time. And you guys were trying some new things and talking about falling into infinity. Yeah. And, and I, I have to say it took me, I mean, it took me a couple of years to appreciate that album. Yeah. And, and now I find myself going back to it and, oh, cool. you know, there's, it's so I think, um, but that's a whole different topic. But, uh, I think looking at the albums that came after scenes from memory, um, it's clear how much of an impact that process had on the future of the band. So like you're talking about six degrees of inner turbulence, train of thought, uh, octavarium, and of course, black clouds and silver linings. So when you were doing scenes from memory, did it feel like you were shifting as you were writing the album or were you guys not even thinking about that? You just wanted to put out, you know, you just wanted to swing for the fences. Well, there were definitely some, some changes that we made that were very purposeful um that were kind of um as a reaction to a certain to a few different things um you know one of them is just you know prior the years prior to uh scenes um we mike and i had done two records with uh jordan with liquid tension experiment and we we really had these like amazing writing sessions and this great chemistry with him um and and we were kind of writing some of the the best music you know that we've written we thought and um, but yet he wasn't in our band, you know, he wasn't in the right. main band. So the, you know, the, the, the pivot to, um, to ask Jordan to join, um, was a big step because we kind of knew that we were, we were completing this, this sort of circle of like what we felt like was the ultimate sort of, um, writing collaboration, you know? Right. Um, and so, so that was one of them. And that, that was a hard thing to do, you know, because we had, we had to ask, you know, Derek to leave. It wasn't, you know, that that's not easy right. stuff. It's not easy for him. It's not easy for us, you know, and it's a big change to do a band member change like that. Um, so that was, that was purposeful. Um, and a decision that we made, you know, another one was, um, that this was the first record we side decided to self produce. Mm -hmm. So up until then, um, all the records were, were, had outside producers, um, falling into infinity had Kevin Shirley, of course. Um, and so the, this idea of, listen, you know, we just kind of want to do our own thing and, uh, close ourselves in a room and not really have anybody else, you know, influencing what we do or telling us we can't do that or this or that, you know, that was an important step. That was a big step. And I remember having the conversation with Mike at the time, like, Hey, this, let's do this. You know, we can do it. Like we're, you know, we can handle this. Right. We need somebody sitting there telling us, you know, this and that. We just need an engineer, you know, because that was another big step. Um, and then the third part was, um, and, and this took, this took the band kind of gaining confidence in ourselves um, because we're all such big fans of, of, uh, of music and bands and, you know, records like, uh, records like The Wall, and Tommy and Operation Minecraft, I mean, these yeah. are icon iconic in our minds. So it's like, you know, to make a decision as a band to, to create our own concept record was like, can we do this? You know, can we do it on the level that we really want to? Um, and and that was a big undertaking. That's why we didn't do it, you know, sooner than that is because we didn't we wanted to make sure that we did it right. We were able to do it and the timing was right. So all these things sort of added up and, and they were all purposeful decisions. So it wasn't just like we walked in one day, Hey, what do you guys want to do? You know, <laughs> yeah. these were things, these were discussions 
some of them were came out of uh, um, you know years of uh, of sort of leaning in that direction and and uh, so major changes were made for that record for sure. So I, I kind of see some parallels with that in 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 preparing to put out distance over time. Uh-huh. H- how do you think that your experience with scenes from a memory it kind of whether it was truly or not, I mean, the fan perspective is that it was like a make or break moment for you guys uh, uh, as a, you know, in a career sense. Right. Do you, do you think that there's a parallel there? Not that, I mean, you're not with your career, but as far as musical, uh, you know, musical direction and, and uh, the similarities between bringing Mike Mangini in. And I noticed he's got some credits on for some lyrics now. So he's, he's more a part of, I, I assume yeah. the writing process. And Absolutely. I know, you yeah. know, some of the, the other albums, like you said, Astonishing, it was you and Jordan. Right. And, uh, so, like, this was, seemed like like the combination of, like I said, the band weekend, you know, getting having all the band, the, the guys together. Yeah. A new direction. Do you, do you feel like that at all for this? Yeah, it, there can be some parallels. I mean, I guess the difference is, you know, with all the, the, the stuff that I just told you about scenes, you know, the, the other thing at that time there was some sort of behind the scenes sort of business stuff that was going on that wasn't wasn't really great, you know. Right. Um, so there so there were some legal things and some weird stuff. So it, it's sort of like we were in a different place. Um, it, it was about ten years into our career, um, and so we had to make some decisions that you, they were sort of make or break. You're right. Um, you know, the place that the band is in now and going into this record is kind of like a, a much, you know, when I look back, if I were to compare, uh, it, it's sort of a much healthier place where, you know, there's a very established sort of um, uh, system that we have and we have all the right people in place, um, you know, that are behind the scenes. Um Everything is very stable, and uh, I can't explain it, but just just in this really, really good place. So, sort of going into the record, it's kind of it, it. It was more of like a, a a joy, like not like this is make or break, but hey, let's do something fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I watched I watched you know all the behind the scenes stuff, and you guys right. really seem to be enjoying it, you know, yeah, like exactly. ha- truly happy, which, totally. which is fun. It, it, so, it's fun. So it's more like that, you know. I you know people might say you know, they might make the comparison because the astonishing wasn't received by everybody, you know, um, the same way. A lot of people didn't like it. You know, some people liked it. Some people didn't, which I knew would, would happen. But progressive, I mean, yeah. th- were these kind of progressive metal fans or progressive rock fans have always yeah. been like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm that way too. I'm that way with my favorite bands. You know, it's like you like certain things, you don't like other things, but you know, as, as, uh, as an artist, you have to like follow your creative, you know, wherever that creative uh, that path leads you. leads you. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, you, you can say, you know, the idea of like sort of rebonding as, as guys and doing this kind of retreat thing is sort of a reaction to that. I mean, yes and no, but it, it, you know, if you want to be real, probably um, you can say that, uh, but, but less than a, like it's almost like scene, the scene sort of reaction is almost like a damage control type of thing. Like, oh, we got to get our, you know, get this together. There's too many weird things going on. Right. Um, whereas, bring everybody, bring everybody yeah, back on the same page. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. distance over time is kind of like, 
I miss you guys. Let's hang out. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's the vibe I get from it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's coming from it's, like a healthier, more stable place. If yeah. that makes any sense. No, I'm I'm definitely I'm picking picking that up. Cool. So uh, obviously, so Ernie Ball, um, yeah. Extractus Media, uh, my business. Uh, production company that puts these podcasts and uh, the music we do for the NFL together. Uh, we're also sponsored by Ernie Ball, and we That's also, amazing. yeah, we also have. Uh, we've got some custom uh, Petrucci's. Uh, we got um, we got two of them now, and cool. uh, they're incredible instruments. And we've been using them on you know everything from stuff for pro wrestlers to the Mayo Clinic to right. I mean NFL stuff, and then post hardcore stuff. I mean these guitars are. You can't understand how uh, truly universal they are until you yeah. start a production company and you need to do stuff from, you know, country to death metal to, right. you know, I mean, pop punk. Like, we could do it all with these guitars. Oh, that's, so, great. that's great. So talk to us a little bit about what um, what's what's new for the for the 2019 model that uh, that you just put out at NAMM. Sure. Well, I, first of all, um, congratulations on everything that you're doing and your success with that. I love hearing that. I've known you for a long time now, so Thank that's you. awesome to hear. I'm really, really, really happy to hear all that. Um, it, it's it, you know, you speaking about the guitars that way and the versatility. Um, I, I think really speaks to to uh, the Ernie Ball Music Man family and company, and to the design of the instruments and. You know, it, it's it's something that I think has contributed to the massive success of the guitars. Yeah. Is that it's not, you know, pigeonholed to just like you have to play prog metal on it or else that's it. You know, right. but you see people from, you know. Um, you see, I saw somebody on the CMT Awards playing. Exactly. You see Clay yeah. Cook, you know, from, from uh, Clay Cook from zach brown playing one or you or uh john fogarty or yep. you know all these different guys that don't play the style but it just kind of speaks to the quality and the design of the instrument and the thing is that it always comes back to is that it just feels so great to play it's so it friendly really does. It sounds amazing um but for 2019 you know basically we we took the majesty um to another level as far as just the aesthetics of the guitar um some of the new uh colors are just ridiculous they're they're unbelievable um we did uh two different basswood versions four different mahogany versions and then for the first time an alder version which we call tiger eye which has uh instead of the maple top being only on the shield it's a full maple top uh with the maple strip down the neck maple in the headstock and just just gorgeous i mean the, each guitar is a work of art um, and then we also tweaked the DiMarzio pickups a bit just to kind of even bring out more of, of the, uh, amazing tone woods, you know, and, and what they have to offer as far as like resonance and sustain and, and, and volume and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, it really all makes sense, um, and ties into this whole new record because, you know, again, going into that amazing room, uh, in that barn, you know, we started this conversation about the drum sounds and and room mics and stuff like that. And, and just like, you know, trying to capture the living, breathing qualities uh, of wood and how those interact. Um, it, it, it goes right along with uh, what we did with the guitars and the pickups, you know, because they're just beautiful instruments created out of wood 
and you know amplified and magnified with electronics and that that's exactly what what we're doing with the record what we're doing with the guitars and it's i don't know i couldn't be happier i mean yeah, I, I really feel like like the uh like the guitar is really turning into like uh, you know kind of my generation's les paul in a, in a way where it's become iconic and like i said universal and that yeah. um that every like it's become a shape and a an image like a a silhouette that everybody recognizes i just i find that really interesting that's really cool i you know it's it's something that sterling ball has has kind of said about these guitars that uh you know there was an, an interesting article in forbes not too long ago that that said that um, the my signature guitar is the second top selling signature model, be only behind a Les Paul. So wow. there's something, yeah, there's something there, and and I'm not that's yeah, wow. But uh, yeah, there's something there where the, where there's a universal appeal, and it, again, it really you know you talk about a team. Um, you know, if it wasn't, if it weren't for Sterling, and if it weren't for for Drew Montel, who designed that guitar, I mean, it wouldn't exist. So it every everything, uh, you know, working together and and giving people their their credit and due, I think, is really important. Well, and there's something for everyone too. If you yeah. you know you, you want to, you know, Floyd Rose, you can get one of those. If you right. if you want a floating bridge, you know, you can. Right. It, there's that's it, it's just it's. Something for everybody for the for the discerning fan. So um, I've speaking of the fans, I've got a few questions here, uh, and then, right. then, then I'll let you go uh, that are from the fans directly. So I cool. went out to the uh, Dream Theater Reddit uh, nice. inco incognito, and I okay. uh, I said, "What do you guys want to know?" You farm, um, you farm some questions. <laughs> I did. I thought it would be appropriate. All right. Cool. So now, full disclosure, uh, all of these uh, handles are real. Okay. Okay. Uh, right, some of them cool. are pretty good. Nice. Um, and a lot of the questions, there was some that we got a lot of, uh, so I'll tell you the ones that people really want to know. So first sure. off, so Samantha wanted to know, being on the road can be lonely at times, as, as I can imagine, how much of an impact has technology had on making tour life happy and, uh, more fulfilling and staying in the loop with your family at home, not feeling yeah. like you're just off, you know, in the wilderness. Huge impact to give you an idea. You know, when we first started touring and stuff, I'd go to Europe and, um, there'd be like no way to contact me. <laughs> like, unless I, you know, like I, unless I called home on like the, the phone in the production office. Yeah. And I remember even trying to get like the first, like you have to like rent a cell phone in Europe and have this, <laughs> you know, prepaid card and it costs like you know, a million dollars. It was so, so difficult. And now, yeah, I mean, technology between Skype and texting and international phone, service data plans but all yep. being so cheap yeah it's completely changed everything it's it's very very helpful samantha that's great life's on rule 65 wants to know when will we get another jp solo album we got that's this a, a lot we got asked a lot day. yeah i it, it's something that I, i'm just like almost embarrassed about um, <laughs> because you know my, my first one and only one was uh, released in 2005 yeah. Uh, and, and I do, um, as people may know from this, watching the G3 tours, I, have, I do have plenty of material for that. So next time I can sit down and, and get into a studio and I'm not making a Dream Theater record or touring, touring with Dream Theater, I will record uh, music for a solo, for a, I guess a follow-up, if you want to call it, solo album. 
There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one's one of my favorites. Pork Thruster wants to know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Do, uh, what do you think about doing a liquid tension experiment reunion with the original members? This was also a very popular question. Right. Yeah, I know that's something that that people um, are uh, are curious about and, and would really enjoy. And you know, I'm definitely open to it. It's it's not something that we really have been talking about too much, only because we're so busy and we have a tour. Right. coming up but yeah i mean we're, we're you know we're all friends we're all in touch we're all open to that so i'm sure that's something that that uh everybody would love to do at some point well that's those, that's those, makes yeah. me happy to hear that yeah those records were a lot of fun to do yeah great sure. i actually i actually was um lucky enough to to the night you guys did two shows at uh bb king's up oh, in new nice. york yeah. i was at i was at both of those it was yeah. it was crazy and the funny uh, thing about both those records is that they were done really quickly yeah those were recorded like within like, you know, really, really quickly. Like anyway. the, the Dewey Cox method of recording it. And yeah, same it's like get in there, write it, record. OK, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Hugh Hugh wants to know. And this is actually something I was curious about, too. So uh, deep into the John Petrucci lore regarding the music you wrote for digital pinball Necromonicon for second oh, wow. Saturday. Yeah. OK. How did you get that opportunity? Um, Do you have the game? And did you ever play it? <laughs> okay, I, I that was like on a Sega Sega Saturn system, That's right? Right. Um, I I have the, a copy of the game somewhere. I never played it, and uh, it came to I forget how it came to me somehow through management or you know the opportunity came in, and um, yeah, I remember doing it. You know, it's like yeah, we need a. It was very specific writing. You know, they wanted like a one minute and thirty second. You know. Uh-oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Song for an intro and a two-and-a-half-minute song for this, and it, it was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, uh, the tracks, they're, they're really good. I yeah, was, thank you. I was just listening to them. I really enjoy them. I'd love to hear uh, you, like, redo those with uh, real drums. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be fun, yeah. Um, another, The other most popular question, when are we getting an eight-string Petrucci? I mean, oh, I, we, we want one, so, yes. you know, I, <laughs> but everybody wants one. Gotcha. Well, we, we did, um, you know, I, I have been talking to Ernie Ball Music Man about that. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we actually uh, started to, to design one together. Uh, it was a majesty version. Um, we It's not something that, you know, we talked about doing it for the new record, you know, having having one for me to play on the new record. It's not something that we ended up doing. So uh, hopefully it's something that we'll do, you know. Um, it, Ernie Ball Music Man doesn't uh, make an, an eight string. They don't have an eight string in their uh, lineup at all. So I think it would be great. And so we're continuing to talk about it. So I don't really have a definite answer on that. Just, but it's eight. not a no. It's not. It's definitely not a no. And it's definitely something that has been designed or is it being designed. So it's just a matter of like, sort of if and when. But it's definitely not a no. That's good. And then I, I wanted to know, how, how do you deal with having a Patriots fan in the band now? <laughs> that's got to well, be. That's got to be Not only tough, a right? Patriots fan, but like a, a everything and anything Boston fan. Uh, oh, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it must be exhausting. <laughs> yeah, Mike's a walking billboard for all Boston teams. <laughs> that's great. Well, John, thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us this afternoon. Again, Distance Over Time is out February 22nd. 
really looking forward to getting my hands on that album. Uh, and it's going to be available everywhere music is sold. Uh, get your tickets for the upcoming anniversary tour, Scenes from Memory, coming to a town near you. I already got mine. I will be there. All right. Um, and I can't wait to see you guys. So, John, thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Justin. Great talking to you. And uh, again, congrats on everything you're doing. It's awesome. Man.